a lovely lady who is bringing up three very lovely girls meets the man of her dreams who is busy with three boys of his own. It was the ideal family. Or was it? From the studio that brought you Bloomhouse's Fantasy Island, coming to a theater near you, is a story of how two families became Bloomhouse's The Brady Bunch. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in Frightnomics, and Professor David Day, the foremost expert in Scare-No-Nos. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm Bryce Hansen. And I have my levels. I'm David Day. It happened. I've made a note. Bryce said, is frighteningly look, on point with his Frightnomics. Look at that. Oh, yeah. You wrote it down. Scribbled even. down. Like, Mike. Make sure David talks. All right. So before we get started, I just want to mention that we have a website called HorrorMovieTalk.com. Go check it out and find links to all our social media. If you're new to the program, we post new episodes every Wednesday and if you own an iPhone or an Apple product, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, and we will do unspeakable things for you. Little, we've little taste. <laughs> we've got a goal of uh, 200 ratings by, you know, soon, ASAP. So if you could help us out with that, that'd be great. Only takes that'd like a couple great. seconds. Yeah. We've got a great show today. Today we'll be talking about... Blumhouse's is it Blumhouse? Blum. Bloom. Blum. Blum. It's like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I think it's Blumhouse. Blumhouse's. It's like a <laughs> what do you call those little, those little like a Blumpkin? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's the it's the studio that shits in the top of your top tank of your toilet. Yeah, that's what a Blumpkin is. I'm so excited about this show. <laughs> Anyways, we're talking about Blumpkin's Fantasy Island. This episode cannot go anywhere but awesome. It really has no <laughs> other option. Uh, uh, yeah. So, we start out giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being a miserable dredge. Where it makes you angry. Five being a completely average film that hits all the expected marks. And ten being so good it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And later on, since I had short time to prepare this episode, because I had to have romantic nightness with my wife. Night terrors is what we call them. Uh... <laughs> We're going to do one special bit called It Came From Social Media, where we read comments from... Adoring fans. Adoring fans. Lovely, lovely people who just just reach out to us and say nice things. Sometimes they say mean things. That's fine, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with any kind of attention. Did you see... I'm just starved. Did you see the latest Reddit comment on my comment in our horror no i didn't okay well you're not gonna like it oh okay oh i won't like it i just said i would like most things not gonna look it up um 
so yeah, let's get into Blumhouse's Fantasy Island. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, so we went and saw Fantasy Island on Valentine's Day. I like to call it Galentine's Day because I'm like the gals. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's um. That's really that's just pretty that's pretty dumb. Okay, uh, and Fantasy Island was exactly as good as you would expect it to be, and no more. I don't know, man. It's kind of growing on me in a weird way. <laughs> really? Like it's so, it's so fucking wacky. Yeah, it is. I didn't think anybody would have the balls to like. I don't. I don't know how to explain it exactly. It is so weird. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it. Uh, first, let's play the trailer that's gonna get us a copyright notice. I hope you're ready. There is an elevator. In the elevator, you press the button to the floor with no name. Behind those doors is a life. You always dreamt of. The plane. It's here. This weekend, you will be our guests. Here, anything and everything is possible. No service. It's not everything is possible. Good evening. I'm Mr. Rurik. Let me officially welcome you to... Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island! Curious how this all works. What if your fantasy involves a person from your life? Holograms. Like Tupac. What if it's somebody who died? Tupac. So, what's your fantasy? Revenge on a childhood bully. Your life is about to change. I hope you're ready. That is a really good hologram. There is only one fantasy per guest. And you must see your fantasy through. It brought her back to life. No matter what. Oh my god. That's really her. Work. This is not what I meant. What the hell is this place? die here the island's twisting what we asked for we weren't brought here to have our own fantasies we were brought here to be a part of someone else I'm your friend I always wanted to hear you say that For the record, it does fall under fair use. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, it's the trailer. Yeah, it's the trailer for the movie, and we're, they use the we're anyway, movie it's promotional. It's, okay. Yeah. In case Ariana Grande or her management's listening, please don't sue us. Jesus Christ. How could it ever come to that? I don't know. I'd, I'd almost like to be in the courtroom with Ariana Grande. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Blumhouse's Fantasy Island can be found in theaters now. I'm just going to keep saying Blumhouse's Fantasy Island okay. every time. Yeah, no. Or or I could go the other route and just call it FI, like Mission Impossible. No, I think it's important to really to really drive home who's doing this to us, you know, <laughs> doing these these things to us. In this film adaptation of the campy 70s TV show, five guests played by hot, supple young actors and Jimmy O. Yang arrive at an exclusive and secretive island resort run by the mysterious Mr. Rourke, played by Michael Pena. Each guest gets to experience one and only one fantasy until it plays out to its quote-unquote natural conclusion. And get this. Spoiler warning. The natural conclusion is spooky scary. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, so um, my assessment of this movie upon leaving the theater was this is a 10 out of 10 for a 5 out of 10 movie. It was obviously an accident. <laughs> it was obviously an accident, right? And I stand by this. It's not a great movie, but it does meet the table stakes of being entertaining. Yeah. Um, it's There's nothing that I can explicitly say is terrible, and there's nothing explicitly that I can say is the end great. Is, the end is pretty terrible. The end is... so, But it's also the the thing that really, like... It's like the ultimate example of me smiling. Yeah, it's the ultimate example of expected unexpected. It's like, okay, yeah, they're not. I expect the twist. It's all going to come together. But did you expect the double, triple, quadruple twist? Yes. Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) But what about the quintuple twist, motherfucker? (laughs) Uh, So um, the premise is interesting enough the dialogue isn't completely awful and the acting is actually pretty good i was impressed with most of the most of the actors yeah actually the casting is really good the the acting is pretty good i i really liked the production value (laughs) was obviously high and you know they didn't do they didn't do anything too terribly bad except for writing the script You know, (laughs) I mean, how I judge a movie is, does it accomplish what it sets out to do? And this one does. I mean, they 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 hit it right in the center of the target for creating Blumhouse's version of a really dumb 70s romantic show. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, it's like the it's like a slightly Fantasy Island the TV show. I never really watched it. The only thing I know is like Hervé Valanchez's tattoo saying the plane the plane and uh Roberto Montalban as Mr. Rourke which I knew mostly from yeah. James Bond. Yeah, I didn't I didn't and, even remember all this until you until you were like and you don't remember all this? Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, no. Well, oh yeah, now I remember. The plane boss, the plane. And uh but from what I gather, it's like a slightly more supernatural version of like the love boat, which yeah. I also never watched. So I I'm just going off of like yeah. pop culture free association and like an understanding of anyways so i mean it, as far as like 
that's concerned yeah making a scary version of that sure mission accomplished i guess like i can't i can't imagine there's anything that would be better than this it's just a (laughs) kind of a not that great of an idea all around yeah that's 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 a very good point that is a very good point i don't see this doing much but i mean they could have i don't know they could have like kind of tried to be uh intentional or like keep it together towards the end (laughs) they could have tried a little bit but frank i don't i yeah i think they could have but it would have it would i wouldn't probably have been as as happy and and if it didn't do all this wacky shit but it stayed at the same length i'd have been very tired of the movie but instead it just put me on my heels and left me there with me just going what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck and uh until until this just dazzling crescendo of ridiculous insanity (laughs) uh you know hit me like a freight train at the end it was kind of weird and interesting right um, the fantasies each have their own unique flavor and end up intermingling in interesting ways. The 12 inch PNS genie level twists are different levels of tacked on. The most natural dark twist comes from the revenge fantasy from Lucy Hale's haughty character, Melanie. This makes sense that actually hurting people that have hurt you might not be as pleasurable as you would imagine. I mean, that one's the most obvious fantasy to turn dark other fantasy twists range from weird but interesting to completely eye-rollingly artificial in premise it comes to the same moral ethical dilemma as gretel and hansel which is like you don't get anything without something else in there yeah like every gift comes wrapped in a curse and uh and gretel and hansel pulls it off in a classy way and this pulls it off in like a trailer park fireworks way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing wrong with trailer parks or fireworks. By the way, if those sound like awesome things to you, as awesome as they do to me, you should check out a little documentary that's on Amazon Prime right now called Vannin. V-A-N-N-I-N apostrophe. Ha- heavy metal, heavy drinking, lots of Vannin. <laughs> The first three-fourths of the film go down a predictable and competent path to set up the premise, develop the characters and their fantasies, and show the dark side of each fantasy. The last fourth (laughs) is a series of quote-unquote surprises (laughs) and reveals that feel like the film version of a run-on sentence. Blumhouse's Fantasy Island isn't deep, but it is entertaining. What are you scoring this puppy? Uh, yeah, right down the middle. Five out of ten. I <clears throat> I didn't expect this to be as fun as it was, uh, <clears throat> which was pretty fun. I wish they'd have kept the brothers uh, together and and making fun, f- fun quips uh-huh. a lot. It's the same problem I had with Underwater, which is... Eh, it's kind of a meh movie, but it's saved. It was large, uh, you know, a good part of it was saved by uh, T.J. Miller, just being T.J. Miller. And it's that's a fun thing to see. Who uh-huh. doesn't like to see that? That's why right. they cast him. Right. And these two brothers accomplished the same thing. And I just wanted more of that. They did. The, they committed the same sin, which is like, eh, we're just going to stop 
stop those that fun part a little too early. And it's like just yeah. keep it rolling, man. I mean, it's they definitely don't go really hard into the paint with being over the top with the characters. Yeah. Uh, a film that we compared this to that's very similar mm-hmm. is Escape Room. Yeah, Escape Room. And Escape Room really had strong characters that they they were like, this is this type. Yeah. And this isn't so much not, that. Not I'm, I mean, it's not quite. They don't like make it so obvious. They're a little... Yeah, more not, realistic yeah. than just like a archetype but the closest thing to that is those brothers yeah yeah um yeah it, it was it was uh i'd say i wouldn't i don't know that i'd do i think i might i think i enjoyed this enough to put it at a six yeah not that i would i mean i'd probably watch it again even really yeah it's weird um they have a good thing going for them in a couple different ways. Like, number one, it's so ridiculous at mm-hmm. the end that it actually becomes fun for me. <laughs> um, and then also, <clears throat> the female, the two female uh, characters are so well acted, so well um, uh, cast, and so beautiful that it's just... I can't remember the name of the uh, the... The woman in her 30s or 40s whose fantasy it was to... You don't want to say Asian, is is what you're trying to get around? Well, I don't know. I mean, she might be Asian. I don't... I can't really it's, tell it's what... M- her name is Maggie Q, is the actor. Oh, okay. So, Asian. Yeah, she is... Of some variety. Whew. She looks... Yeah, it looks like um, like she, she has um, mixed parents, probably. Okay. But she's gorgeous yeah and like just 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 classic beauty written all over her and she acts very well yeah and i'm surprised i haven't seen her in more stuff because she is stunning and in both her craft and to look at yeah lucy hale and maggie q are the two main uh actresses in this movie and they're both really good and I feel like I've heard those names before, but I can't place it to anything that I've seen. Like, so, yeah. I mean, they, they have some sort of reputation in my mind from something, but I can't, rem- I can't point to it and say, oh, I saw them in this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're good. And the, the guy, okay, so let's, let's get into. Yeah. So I think I go six out of 10. All right. That's. I understand that. Like, yeah. it, I think it really depends on your mood going into yeah. it. Like, if you... And your reaction about yeah. the ending. If you're like, this is fun. Yeah. F the ending. Or if you're like, okay, that's like the difference between five and six. Well, it swung so many times for me. Like, at some point, in, at the start of the ending, once the ending started doing the thing it started doing, I became irritated. And then it kept going so hard that I became elated. And then I became irritated again, and then I swung right back into happy for the rest of the thing. You know, it's like it's so, it's like a joke that's so stupid that it stops being funny and then starts being funny and uh, uh, through a few cycles until it just hits you like Dumb and Dumber. Right. It's just so ridiculous that you can't deny how funny it is, how stupid it is, yeah. and how funny it is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I get what you're saying. Those... I like those jokes that yeah. go on way too long yes. for a really dumb 
This was this movie. This was this movie. So before we get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into the movie and uh, talk about it ad nauseum, let's first talk ad nauseum about Patreon. Our patrons get exclusive access to a whole separate podcast called, whole separate podcast called the Afterpod. We just leave the mics running, and the only way you get access to that if you uh, pay up, baby. Yeah, you become gotta, a patron. You got to pony up. Also, you can get access to you know. So, I mean, obviously, what we do here is we review movies, and that's a timely sort of thing, you know. So, I mean, a lot of times we will be done editing the episode Saturday or Sunday after we watch it. And uh, and we'll post it right away for a certain tier of patronage. So you get to go see or not see, avoid the movie with our our stamp of approval, seal of approval or or ire directed at the movie, you know, a couple days ahead before before. So, you know, you get early access to episodes. Yeah. So check out our Patreon. We have a link on our website in the banner horrormovietalk.com or you can just go to patreon.com slash horrormovietalk. Got all different levels of patronage. Just check out the uh, the perks for yourself. There might be something that strikes your fancy if you're a fan. Um, and also, you know, you kind of get exclusive access to us. Like we, if our patrons say jump, we jump. Yeah. You know, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want uh, a David puppet walking around right. for them? Um, you can also support the podcast if you're buying anything on Amazon. Go to HorrorMovieTalk.com and click through the Amazon button in the banner, and we get a little slice of that action. Um, it's it's not a ton, but it really does help out, and it little um, little bits add up over the course of a month. So uh, you're going to be shopping on Amazon anyways. Might as well just click through HorrorMovieTalk.com. Also, check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He is... But so fantastic. A national treasure. He is, yeah, a, a podcast treasure. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. You can contact him on Instagram at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. That's at D-Gobel-0-0 on Instagram and make your artistic dreams come true. And I can't, I mean, I can't say enough how much I love the the artwork that he does for the show. If he, Dustin, does, he does like the featured images and they're, they're first of all, like great quality. Yeah. Just really, really great. And then second of all, it really matches the tone of the show in terms of like, he gets comedy. Us. He gets us. If Dustin were here right now, I would respectfully make you suck his dick. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I would, I would, I would, I would make that sacrifice for him. I mean, I have my limits, so I can't guarantee that I would do it. But if he washed it, mm. it would it would be hard. I have a feeling it's probably always always it'd be a hard decision. Naturally clean. Also, don't forget. Um, but see, the, the thing is, is he fucks hard, so I don't want him like just completely going at. No, know. he's got that Teflon dick, yo. When you fuck hard, <laughs> you build up like natural. You know, a, a Teflon-y sort of natural inclination to just shed everything that came before. Um, but also, you guys, don't forget to check out Shudder. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R dot com. Over there, if you enter HMT at checkout, you get a 30-day free trial. 
to Shudder. That's tons of streaming horror movies and shows. They've got the Dead Zone uh, actively throwing out new episodes every week right now, and that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's an Eli Roth documentary on there, and he's uh, disturbing in the yeah, extreme. Yeah, it's a great curated list of horror movies that you're not going to find on Amazon or, or Netflix. Um, lots of really good international stuff, too, if you're into international horror. So, yeah, thanks for listening, and let's get into spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. That's a a different one. Sorry. I like it. Spoilers. Yeah. All right. Good enough. I mean, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy. (laughs) All right. So we had a Broentine's Day date (laughs) yesterday. We went to an early showing of Fantasy Island. It wasn't showing on Thursday. It didn't have an advanced showing on thursday carrie and i didn't have anybody to watch the kids for us on valentine's day uh, because everyone was doing valentine's day things mm-hmm. and so i just i just said to myself and to her i was like well, i mean let's just do it on saturday and then i'll make up for the work i missed friday night uh-huh so i spent valentine's day night working <laughs> like cool <laughs> yeah we almost didn't have valentine's day my my mom babysat for us and she was i mean she like pushed it on me like weeks ago like three weeks ago she's like you gotta make reservations i'll i'll man i'll babysit for you and uh she like reminded me early because i think we wanted to go to Someplace the nice. melting pot last oh. year, and when I called, all the reservations were filled up. Have you ever been to the melting pot? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, that would be like when uh, when Bateman calls up Dorcia, and, uh-huh. and he's like, "So I'd like to make reservations for tonight at eight. And the guy's just like, <laughs> <laughs> "He's like, great." <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, I I made reservations like I was calling places. I'm not right, necessar- in the, right in the beginning of February, and everything is always booked. And I'm just like, where's the bro code, guys? Who are these bros that are, like, not making last-minute reservations? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, like, being forced to become one, you know, considerate. Yeah, it's just, it's an arms it's race. Awful. Yeah, it's an arms race. Did so? Did you get a reservation somewhere? I did get. I'm a not res- terribly hungry. I just would like reservations somewhere. Yeah, I, I um. Uh, did get reservations, but it was mostly because it's a really new restaurant and they don't have like an easy online res- registration. Like they're not on open table. So it was a place that you'd actually probably like. It was it was on the waterfront. It was called Barlow's. And it's kind of, it's like a... On the Vancouver waterfront? Uh-huh. Sabrina, don't just stare at it. Eat it. <laughs> did, you, did you tell her to eat it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um... But yeah, it's not, we can talk about that later on the afterpod. But anyways, we we uh, I did have a Valentine's Day date with my wife, but I started out Valentine's Day with David. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about this movie. Yeah, let's just set up the the premises uh, because that's you know kind of the the foundation for the movie. So the characters and their fantasies are first J D and Brax are super bro bros 
played by Ryan Hansen and Jimmy O. Yang, and their fantasy is to have it all, <sighs> which means having a huge party with thirsty hotties of both sexes. Yeah, so... JD, you will remember from such shows as Party Down, uh, where he was the uh, up and coming young star who was just in in L.A. slash Hollywood because he and and catering because he was trying to make it big and he had a Palisades audition to do. Yeah. Um, and then I don't I, I know Jimmy, Jimmy O. Yang, but I don't know what from, you know, he's well, one of these guys. Jimmy, who, Jimmy O. Yang, he's been on a lot of podcasts. Uh, is that he you probably a comedian? To. He's he's a comedian, but he's most known for uh, his part on Silicon Valley, where he was. Oh yes, he was Jin Yang. Yeah, yeah. Which is he's great in <laughs> that show. Um, other other character is the former Mean Girl victim and current thought Melanie, played by Lucy Hale. You got to put some echo on that thought. Current thought. 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 <laughs> Melanie, played by Lucy Hill. She wants to get revenge on her high school tormentor. Gwen, which we've already talked about, played by Maggie Q, wants a second chance at life by reliving a marriage proposal. And Patrick, played by Austin Stoll, wants to play soldier and be a hero. So there's something about this movie that tells, like, how little care or, like, um... Effort, effort is in this movie. I, I don't know. I don't know what this says about it. But when I went on IMDb, all of the character names are wrong. R- on IMDb, on IMDb, like, interesting. Because it's like the JD character is labeled like um something else, something else yeah. like Dustin or something. Um, Gwen is like. Elaine or something like it on 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 IMDb. Oh. Like I had to get these names off the synopsis, which is usually a user, yeah, submitted right synopsis. Weird. So, anyways, those are those are the uh, five characters. Um, they all arrive on the island from the plane. The plane. Uh, Julie, Julia, played by Parisa Fritz Henley, in uh, greets them. She's kind of the stand-in tattoo character but in the end it's revealed that like no they they really are gonna go a little more literal than that i was i was shocked as i was imdb because i swore i knew who that actor was but she is not the actress that played um melisanda on game of thrones i don't know you don't you don't watch game of thrones but she uh i i guess like I'm racist because, like, all the... uh, That's not good. All the uh, um, coffee-skinned, semi-fro, just gorgeous women, um, they all look alike to me. Because I thought I thought it was the the lady that played. That's not like Melisande. Like to me, I don't I don't see color. So the for me, it's just everybody tends to look kind of similar. Uh Like just kind of everybody. Sure. That's not an exaggeration. It's like you know, especially if you look similar to other people, you look really similar to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, we had we had a little tiff in the movie theater. Yeah. About the the cast of this. Okay, so 
I was I was a dick. I will admit this, but sometimes there's just like an, an amalgamation of events that just cause me to not to lash out to lash out in anger in anger. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that sometimes David does that he doesn't realize is making comments while I'm trying to focus on the movie or the trailer or like I'm re- really in the mid of just like getting in the flow yeah. of absorbing. Yeah, he's and he'll be like in that autistic flow state. Bryce. <laughs> I like how thing I, or what was what, there was there was a trailer. Oh yeah. And there was like a goofy um bit where they're trying to kick in a door and the woman's heel breaks off and she falls down and David like giggles taps me and he's like Bryce her heel broke yeah I was driving the point home <laughs> it was funny I was I was I was having a great time with my rendition of what had happened so there was there's just some of those that are just like I I don't know what you want me to get out of this but it's it's just what it ends up doing is just bothering me in the moment uh-huh. and then um when it's revealed that Michael Rooker is in the movie which you might recognize from The Walking Dead or the unreleased review of Henry the the portrait of a serial killer the released movie but so far unreleased review of horror yeah. movie talks uh henry the portrait of a and he was, and david turned to me and was like is that henry is that the guy that played henry and i was like yes it's michael rooker i feel ire right now i, know. <laughs> I feel attacked <laughs> and first of all it was like in the moment but also i had already like i don't know i prepared or i knew he was gonna be in it and i would always like already thinking of i actually like reached out to his management through our email to ask if like what i i i uh i was overconfident from our interview with tara, tara. westwood tara tara westwood idiot that uh <laughs> now was stupid next step michael rooker and i was like i wonder if like there's just a if they're going to be doing interviews if i could just like trick them you know trick them to come on horror movie talk retard stank <laughs> so basically th- most of my care in this movie went to like michael rooker's in it and yeah. then so you just got me at a bad time and i'm sorry david that's okay that's okay you know it's it's good that you nipped it in the bud uh and and explained how annoying i was uh <laughs> in before garnering your apology because otherwise <laughs> you might you might look like i don't know a real jerk <laughs> all right all right also i have to apologize aaron turned to me and said you need to apologize to david cuz she was listening to the last episode and she was like that was rude that you called him not hot Oh, uh, I'm very. <laughs> that flew right by me. I did not. I didn't even hear that. So, so I'm sorry, David. You were you're oh, very you attractive. Got it now, Jordy Farrell. You're just a lunkhead. You lunkhead. You lunkhead. You. It sounds like he says nunkhead. I know. You nunkhead. Yeah. Well, he's he's really overacting, and he he can't enunciate very well. He's a writer. He's not an actor. <laughs> so, after the guests arrive, we're introduced to the mysterious Mister Rourke. And he's sure, sure is mysterious. Yeah. And the the only thing that they provide and and the setup is, 
you get your fantasy, you get one, and it has to, and they like say it 20 times, it has to go to its natural conclusion. Yeah. And you're like, well, I mean, Mr. Rourke, the way you say it, natural conclusion seals, feels pretty ominous <laughs> and threatening. Like, is this not going to work out good for me? None of us knew what you meant when you said that. They, that was, they kept having to, they kept going back to that point and being like, yes, but the way the movie works is this way. Check mm-hmm. it out. Look, oh, 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 you can't just stop it in the middle. It's natural conclusion. Remember what I said? I like, mm-hmm, thanks. It'd be great if, like, he was talking to all of them at the same time and then just repeated natural conclusion while looking them straight in the eye. At one point, you know, every... You're, each of your fantasies will end in its natural conclusion. Natural conclusion. Natural conclusion. As he looks natural at all of them. Conclu- yeah, just going from one to one. You know, um... I mean, they do everything short of that, uh, but everybody, every <clears throat> victim in this movie, at some point, reaches out to Mister O'Rourke or Rourke, Mister Mr. Rourke. Rourke, and and says, "Hey, man, I didn't know what you meant," or like, "This isn't part of the deal," you know. And uh, and every time he was like, "I warned you," and all I could think of when he when he would like retort with like, "I warned you," like the 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 you signed the deal by starting the game was. The first people he started the game with, JD and uh-huh. Brax, he basically is like, "We're going right now. We're starting it right now. You got to go. It's time to go." And uh, so some people didn't even really get a chance to turn it down. They were just led kind of against their will to their fantasy. Well, I mean, it's talked about that they filled out a survey, like a one-page survey about what their life was yeah. and what their fantasy or regrets were. And so it's just based off of that. Yeah, I'm just splitting hairs here, yeah. really. But it's that kind of thing always irritates me just in real life where somebody holds your feet to the fire over something <laughs> over something that they think is airtight and you can poke t- tons of holes in. Yeah. Um, so the natural conclusion is... It doesn't worry. It's uh, it's the genie tale of like ah, yeah. oh, it's the three witches, but they don't turn out how you'd expect. Yeah, I wish world... I were a genie. No, oh, you want space. world peace? Well, you're the only man living now. Yeah, oh, take that. you want fabulous riches? Well, well, actually, that one will work out. Yeah, that fine. one seems to work that out. Seems to... I mean. You want um, more money, more problems. Mm-hmm. You, you want your dead wife to be alive again? Well, she's a scary zombie. I think I think that genies are are real, like real in real life, mm-hmm. and I think that there's pretty clear evidence to support my my thesis, which is there are people. Well, there's like Christina Aguilera. There are people who are alive who can't stop coming. <laughs> That's very obviously the joke of a genie, right? Like, I just want to come all the time. And then, poof, you're coming all the time and your life is miserable because you can't stop coming. Oh, yeah. I think that's obviously proof of a genie. I'm going to have to post the YouTube clip of that. Of what? Of the the people that can't stop coming. Oh! 
oh, and he's like, oh, 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 oh. The guy's like in, in an interview talking about how he can't stop coming, and he's like, just like <laughs> wincing while he's like, uh, 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 it's like, I just uh, can't stop. It's my life is hell. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking blast, bro. <laughs> Sounds like a blast, but it's not. Um, okay, well, let's jump forward to what are these natural conclusions? Because that's the ending that you expect is like, okay, where is the twist and how does it how does it kill all of them? That's not really what the ending is. Fortunately, we have seven or eight backup endings. Yeah, the, <laughs> the the and the natural conclusion of each of these fantasies is really still the setup for the ending. Yeah. So, the drug lord. Oh, so for for fantasy one, those super bro bros, JD and Brax, um, they want it the all. The huge party. They get a party in a big house with guns and and drugs. The, I mean, can we take sex. a second to just appreciate the uh that blonde was the party yeah the party was first of all the the party i love like this is my favorite thing about movies and i've said it before <laughs> i've said it before my favorite thing about movies is this over-the-top exaggerated life uh-huh. of what life really is of especially parties of especially parties it's like you know the parties that you want to go to where it's standing room only for the entire house structure, and everyone's just kind of generally gyrating about. Yeah, there's there's boobies bouncing all around. There's a dude in the swimming pool with a wave runner who's miraculously doing flips and not killing anyone. Yeah, there's also a guy in the pool with like with like you know jets on his feet who's like flying around. Yeah. And there's you know there's people getting splashed, and they're like hee hee. They don't mind. Their phone's wet, and they're just like oh this is great. Everybody's got endless, amazing mixed drinks that come out of nowhere. There's lights that are just, there's music that's bumping, but it's not too loud. Like, everything is perfect in this this fantasy party. There's no hangover. Yeah. And it's obviously, like, the the simplest fantasy and the one that nothing could really go wrong other than maybe STDs. Yeah. Or, like... You know, alcohol poisoning let or something. T- let me tell you. Well, do not have sex in a pool. Just don't do it. <laughs> it's a bad idea. You're pushing a lot of chlorine and a lot of weird Ooh. crevices. It can't work out. Um, well, the twist for that one is... pH balance, ladies. The twist for that one is... The drug lord wants his house money coke back. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he sends uh, some... He sends some... Pff, Assassin sort of people? Yeah, I mean, it's like mercenaries, but it's the most tacked on twist. It's like the cheapest, um, cheapest evil conclusion for any of these fantasies is like, oh no, but it's not actually yours. It's like, well, wait a minute. No, I. It's the romantic. I want it all. Like, it's very simple. It's mine. Yeah. So. Right. It's not, I didn't take it from it, they made it seem like he they just appeared in this person's house yeah well, well i mean they kind of did i know so um but so it, that one, it's the obvious it's the romantic version of the of the conclusion of the natural conclusion like the less obvious more impressive one might be oh yeah but it's in a neighborhood in la that's you know that's very near the epicenter of a nuke from china all oh, right 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 <laughs> 
Um, the second fantasy, the the mean girl torturing a mean girl. Um, yeah, like I said, that one's the most yes. relatable or the most obvious one. It's like, yeah, you realize that torturing people's wrong. Like, yeah, it's revenge is not satisfying. Right, you just feel bad. Yeah, yeah, she was made fun of in high school and by and so her wish was for yeah basically petty revenge on well but she described in detail like specifically torture yeah i would like to torture with like a very specific monster man yeah miss dr torture yeah so um that that didn't work out well the the gwen um fantasy where she's gets a second chance at life it actually ends up well until she realizes, wait, that's not the regret that I want to correct. There was a guy that I should have saved, and that makes me feel worse. Which is which is dumb. That That's the dumbest, like, that had so much more potential to be, like, a thought piece. Because, okay, so she wishes she, she had said yes to, um, to a... Um, a proposal from uh, an old ex-boyfriend from five years ago. And so she gets to relive this proposal. And then the next morning she wakes up and it's and five years have progressed. And now she has the family, the perfect family, the perfect life on a perfect island with this perfect guy. Right. And instead of instead of the way they choose to go with it is, no, the thing I can't live. It's some other it's some other some other fantasy that I should have played out. That's what they choose to go with. When instead it seems like the obvious thought piece on that is, well, I didn't earn any of this. These are all just made up experiences. Right. And it's unfulfilling because it didn't, I know it didn't really happen. Right. So yeah, that would have been the, the smarter. That would have been, I thought, I thought for sure that was where that was going because it just seemed so like such a short putt. Yeah. I know. Well. The the last one, the the Patrick character who wants to play soldier, um, the twist is that he, the reason why he wants to play a soldier is that he um, lionizes his dead father that died in war, and in his fantasy, he actually comes across his father and is able to warn him about his impending death, and turns out. That when heroes are warned of their impending death, they generally don't want to die. Yeah. And so he tries to, like, leave with his son that he just found out about as a time traveler. And um, so it ends up that his dad isn't a hero, but wait, actually he is. Because he becomes a hero by the end of the movie. And then the real ending for all of these, and the real natural conclusion, is a clusterfuck of crossovers. Yeah, it it really descends into madness. If you're curious about the fantasies and, and where they kind of end up, that's what happens. Um, the rest of the movie also happens. <laughs> <laughs> it sure does. So th- before we get into like trying to dissect what actually hand- happens at the end, I, I, there's a couple moments that I just wanted to, to pull out. So... One of the best introductions is those the Super Bro Bros. Oh, they! I love them. the first first line is, "Yo!" and then the other one goes, "Lo!" Oh man, it's like all right, <laughs> all right, we get it. And then they like they do some great stuff. They're like, 
Oh, you guys are... So, one of them is very white, and the other is obviously Chinese, and... And and one of the and the, the the cop guy goes, hey, wait, you guys are brothers, and they're like, what? You think we can't be brothers because we're from different race? Look at you, racist! And it was like the perfect mirroring of what society would do right mm-hmm. now. I loved it. Yeah. I loved uh, all the goofy, obvious things they did were hilarious. The other great line from them is at the party. So, yeah, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy O. Yang, his character, um, is actually gay. Mm-hmm. He's the gay brother, mm-hmm. and so his fantasy is to be Gotta cram that diversity in be there. All, cram it in there. Be all gay up in that party, and so he's got like a. It, but it's not. It's not a. It's. It, you know, I. I'm. I'm raking it over the coals. Yeah, and it's not fair because they do it pretty. Pretty. Subtly. Yeah, it's, it's just equivalent. Yeah, he, he has the the gay equivalent, but also. Also, he wants a lot of weed. So yeah. there's a great line where um, the JD goes to um, Brax, that weed got you paranuts. <laughs> oh, I thought it was kind of paranuts. That was kind of cute. Yeah, uh, and JD I must, had a lot of cute, funny, hilarious nicknames for the girl. And uh, um, so I might, I might eat my words here, but. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I don't think Jimmy O. Yang is gay, because out of all the acting, his acting gay is the worst. <laughs> how do you say, how do you mean? Like, he's, there's like a shot in particular of him, like, in this beefcake sandwich as the meat, and he's kind of smiling, but it's like, in a way that you can just tell he is getting... It doesn't even look like he's getting any kind of sexual pleasure from this at all. He's just like, this is great. Yeah. I, I like this. Uh... He's probably thinking about what his what his dad would say. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, the Asian dad meme exists for a reason. Yeah, I... You know, I'm. I, I don't know. Maybe Jimmy O Yang is gay, and like that's just like his natural thing. But it was in terms of acting that was the thing that pulled me out. I was like, oh, you, you you've met your you've met your match in trying to be attracted to hot young men because it's very obviously apparent that you're not. I tell you what, you put me in between those two stud muffins, and you would have seen some real excitement. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been like. <laughs> You know, just sniffing around. Um, a little, little taste. I'll give me a little taste of that. <laughs> um, so, the other thing that pulled me out is, and this is just a little weird thing at the beginning, the uh, Melanie character, when she unpacks, the first thing at the top of her suitcase, and this is such a movie thing, is a framed picture yeah. <laughs> who, Excuse me. Who, yeah. other than in movies, packs a framed picture on vacay for on a tropical island vacation? You have your phone. What? what yeah. You, yeah. You could even just take a picture of your picture yeah. with your phone and just bring your phone with you. Yeah. But it's no. I have to have something. I'm definitely gonna forget. Yeah. On the on the night. So, so that was weird. The whole movie really does feel like a TV show yeah. in terms of like quality and premise. Like it's 
it's very apparent that this works better as a TV show than I, as a movie. I would be shocked if I don't. I mean, well, I, I don't have cable, but this will end up on cable. They already made a remake of Fantasy Island, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I mean, but it, this just seems like such a hole-in-one on cable. Oh, yeah, yeah. On deep cable. It's yeah, like, this will be no like on Sci-Fi Channel or something like that. Yeah. Um, the the monsters and it ends up like the horror part of it is so tacked on and it's so non-committal yeah it's not to where it's like i don't know look look there's drippy black goo sometimes yeah look you sound you hear drips but it's not really ever explained why they hear it everywhere yeah yeah it's um because it's the water the Uh water it's the water of this place the water is poisoned and it's that's what grants the wishes because mysterious stone right and all of the people that are generated by the fantasies are made, are made of this black goopy water. Black goop. And then if you kill them, their eyes explode in black goo. If you saw reason. Black Christmas, the 2019 uh, reimagining, then you will definitely rec- recognize the bad guys. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. And then once, once they get re- resurrected into black goo zombies, um, they turn into what I call... The runny mascara monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they look like they've been crying for a while. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, that stuff is tacked on. Also tacked on is Michael Rooker's character, which isn't super necessary and they don't really um, commit to it. But he's a private investigator that's investigating the island and he's like kind of a commando in the in the jungle wilderness want, that just so, kind of shows up randomly. I so seriously want to meet the writers of this script and scripts like it, because there are so many. And I assume they're making a great living. They're writing parts for Michael Rooker. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're terrible at what they do. Objectively bad. No, I don't, I don't agree. I think this was a very serviceable script. I don't think there's... I, I am. I have seen lord by what you're. I have seen so much worse. Yes, sure, but that's, but that's not the point. That's not the point. Like, of course, you've seen worse. B- bad is the easiest thing to achieve. I'm just talking about serviceable. Uh huh. You know, this is not. You don't think this is a serviceable script? I do, up until a point, and then they just shit their bed all over the place. It's just. It's just, it's so insane that I liked it. Like, and it's not intentionally that way. You know, it's it's not uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil. This is... Right. This is Fantasy Island. And it's... I, and who is getting paid tremendous... I, I don't want to say I could write this script. Because I don't think I have the amount of... Of delusion required to... To give this to somebody and be like, mm, print it. Yeah, have Michael Rooker 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 say say these lines. Have him say them. Yeah, I mean, see here, I just recognize how much harder things are than they appear, and like getting a getting a script that delivers the setup and and premise and character development without being 
completely there's obvious a good chance that they that they just whole cloth stole all the premises from different shows of the actual fantasy island and just and then once they played out all those premises then they had to come up with something original which is the end and they couldn't do it well yeah. i mean it was original but it not good yeah i i understand what you're saying but a couple weeks ago i watched hell girl in preparation for tara westwood's interview yeah and um it's i mean there's way more people writing those scripts I think, than there are writing this type of script i think if you and I put our heads to it. We could write a better script than Fantasy Island. All right. Well, we'll maybe we'll have to see if we can do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Michael Rooker's character just kind of shows up randomly and then it's revealed that he's a P.I. and he's going to help the, the two girls get off the island and then he dies unceremoniously. I wish they would have committed a little more and made him more of like a like fish out of water like it seemed because he appears as like a badass commando but yeah then it's as revealed like that this he's, grizzled pro yeah but, but he's been revealed. there for three weeks yeah <laughs> so it'd be better if he was like i don't really know what i'm doing yeah i just have a machete and i'm running around the island yeah he was the obvious if he was if he could play against type more it would have been more entertaining that character i think not only that that's that's true but or also, you know, you know the character. Sorry, before you go on, yeah, no, the character exactly that it would be great is the, um, the Nick Nolte character in Tropical Thunder. Nick, that Nolte. character is like what this should have been, which is he's the the badass, um, jungle guy that's revealed to be like a complete fraud. Oh, in, in the movie, yeah. I mean, anything they threw him away like. They just got confused with what to do with him. Uh-huh. And he was the obvious sane conclusion to this movie. Like, right. he, him, you know, this, but it, it just had to go. I, I think, I don't know, maybe that's genius. I can't tell. It's not genius. It was like the deus ex machina that you expect. Yeah. And then it it actually settles on the third or fourth deus ex machina that comes up. Seventh or eighth. Yeah. Um, the way that this film's ending unfolds is a lot like the perfection that we reviewed um, in, uh, the summer. last year or whatever, whenever it was, whenever it came out on, it in, like, on Netflix. June of 19. The Netflix, the perfection was a lot more kooky, like ridiculousness in, in its ending. And I wish this film's would have been a little more ridiculous yeah but it's very similar in the fact that it's yeah. 10 twists that are arbitrary and they're just to say that we had a twist and try to be cool about it but it's not that cool yeah it's like it's like um man it's so strange it's like someone got stuck being like well what's the clever thing to do at the end of a movie and someone's someone in the room says well you put it you put it you know what i mean Who's the best movie maker of all time? Well, obviously, Alfred Hitchcock. Well, what does he do? He puts a twist at the end. What's better than one twist? 25 twists. <laughs> it's like, okay. That's not better than one good one. Um, and then, like, some of, the, some of the ending stuff felt tacked on. Like, 
they're in these caves and they get met by like their shadow versions or their fears or something like that and it feels kind of it itty yeah like the movie it to where the one mean girl is like i'm not i don't believe in you you're not real just like kicks her like uh what's it called it's uh, not hobgoblin. It's like the the doppelganger, doppelganger, Queen Doppelpopolis. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a little weird. So let's try to let's try to uh, reveal what the actual ending is. <laughs> okay. So the first thread comes from Maggie Q's character. The real regret that she wants to write is. There was her upstairs neighbor was killed by a fire that happened in her kitchen. Yeah. And so she goes back to relive that and she sees all of the other characters like in this apartment building. The two bros are the cop are running away from the building. They yeah. won't help her save the guy. And the cop, which is the uh, the army um, army man guy. He's a cop, and he won't help, and so that's another one of his regrets. Um, so it's setting up that, like, actually, everyone's regretting everything that everyone wants to really solve is this death of this guy named Nick. No regrets. No regrets. Um, and then twist is that Melanie was going to go on a date with Nick with the guy who died in the apartment and fire. so that's what her connection is but wait it's not that the twist is it's not everyone's fantasy it's Julia's fantasy right the but, the victim of the torture no 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 so like before before that's revealed the premise is actually I think before the fire stuff is like it sounds like Mr. Rourke's assistant, Julia, it's actually all her fantasy, but then it's revealed it's not that actually it's Melanie's fantasy to... Maggie. No. Oh, Melanie. Melanie. Yes, Melanie yes, is, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Is the, the girl that wants to get revenge. Yeah. Um, she was going to go on a date on the with the guy that died, and she blames all of the other... Um, visitors for Nate, I can't remember if it's Nick or Nate, Nick's death because um, the bro bros were actually Nick's roommates and they left him and the cop didn't do anything and the Maggie Q character um, didn't do anything and try to save him and so Maggie Q her character tries to save him and passes out from smoke and is not able to save him anyways, even though she was given a second chance. And so it's revealed that it's actually Melanie trying to get revenge on all these people. But but maybe it's actually, uh, it's all happening because Mr. Rourke, his fantasy is to relive his, his, wife his alive. dead wife. Because she dies every day because she's really dead, but the island's keeping does, her alive. Does this sound convoluted yet? But but wait, it's really the victim of Melanie. It's her fantasy. Is she got all them there? And but no, wait. It's <laughs> no. It's like so. The ending is 
So it's Melanie's thing, and she's going to kill all of them because that's her fantasy, and it's unavoidable. But wait. Her her mean girl tormentor, she was just brought here, and she didn't get to have her fantasy yet. Yeah. And so she gets to spend her fantasy slash wish to kill Melanie? Question mark? But, uh, but it's- and then Mr. Rourke, like, gives up his fantasy to write things it's so listen i cannot understand you (laughs) (laughs) so it ends i cannot understand you it's crazy you're a fool i can't cope with the stupid bitchy understand (laughs) so the 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 aftermath is we end with two people being dead JD, one of the brothers, ends up getting shot um, in the ending. And then. Rip in peace, bro. And then Melanie, which ends up being the actual villain of all this, is killed as well. But wait, there's more. Because at the very ending, um, it's revealed that, that Brax. He was just living out JD's fantasy, so he didn't get his fantasy yet. So he spent it on letting his brother be able to be alive again. But for his brother to be alive and survive, he can't leave the island. So he has to stay and be Mr. Rourke's assistant Mm -mm. in replacement of his dead wife that Mr. Rourke gave up his fantasy for so now get this Brax is is has the nickname T and it's revealed that it's because he has a bad tattoo and they called him tattoo because he has a tattoo that says tattoo on him I I figured it out instantaneously when when uh Michael Peña's character said like but you won't be able to, to leave the island and I was like oh Jimmy O. Yang is the shortest character, so he's Hervé Valanches. Some like that's some minor Bryce called it thing just happened. Yeah, that, but that's a call back to more than a year ago. I mean, it only. I mean, you, there was only like two minutes lead notice to try to predict it, but it was very obvious. Like, oh, he's short. He's <laughs> he's Hervé Valanches. He's he's the midget that says the plane, the plane now, and he's named Tattoo. The end. Yeah, but is it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the ending had me had put me on kind of weird cloud nine of being like, <laughs> "This is so fucking dumb." Yeah, I love it. I mean, there was there was times during all the twists and counter twists and reveals and and like it, there were so many times where it's like, "Oh, he's dead now." Nope, he's alive again. <laughs> but wait, he's this person's alive, but nope, they're dead actually. He's got mascara on his face. You know what that means? Oh. <laughs> uh, so I mean there were several times during the ending that I can't uh, you couldn't help but smile You're and be like getting the most oh, okay. important part of this movie. Okay. This movie has lots of symbolism, Bryce. There's lots of symbolism. You mean the snake? There's a snake on everyone's lapel, on everyone's nightstand, or in the background of every shot, there's a snake. This is like a snake island. It's not fantasy island. It's like it's like snake island. We, but we don't want to go there. We want to go to candy island. We, what's there? Just smaller snakes. 
but <laughs> but the uh, but is this a Simpsons reference yeah, that I can't remember? But, yeah, but what's all the snake references about, Bryce? Yeah, there's some snakes in the cave. The- <laughs> you dumb idiot! No, but the snakes are arms. They got oh yeah, and then the snakes turn into arms. Yeah, well. <sighs> Is is like it's hard to describe how is deep the it snake is. symbolism like calling back to the Garden of Eden, like the knowledge of good and evil and <laughs> welcoming death. Is am I am I gonna? I mean, I, am I gonna give credit enough to this movie to have any kind of actual symbolism, or just say that there's a symbol of there's a snake a par- that happens? There's a part in a hallway that's filled with water where there's some snakes in the water. They're called sea snakes. Don't wiggle too much. <laughs> And Anyways, that is fantasy. Blumhouse is Blum Burt's. Uh, yeah, that's Blumkin's Fantasy Island. So, who would like this? What's our final recommendation? I do think it would be a decent date movie. I like for for an entry level horror movie. Um, getting your girlfriend or wife that's not super into horror movies. This is like TV level horror. That you could take him to, and it's not going to be crazy. There are some wonderful looking ladies in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that too. And, but and there's some pretty funny stuff that happens, including the ending. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can't. If this sounds like you know who you are, if you listen to this and you go, "I fucking get it," I, I want to see this because it'll be fun. I think high schoolers would love this. this too. That's I didn't want to say it, but I mean, like that. That's the thing about this movie is PG thirteen, and we didn't really talk about it much, but it's completely bloodless to the point of distracting, right? Because of the black blood, number one. There's which is some like the, blood, like you know, you can. Like, you can have a little dribble coming out of a nose or a mouth every now and then, but well, nothing past that. It's funny when they, like, threaten it, where it's an explicit thing, where I did what's ca- happening I right now... I did catch now, a few things of, of, of blood on hands, on mouths. Right, right, yeah. right, right. I mean, that's fine, too. But one of the one of the scenes has a one of the mercenaries taking out a Bowie knife and going to... Yeah, and hacking it, it looks like he's going to chop off his hand, he's and gonna, so he's going down and sawing into the guy's arm, and it doesn't show anything chompa, or chompa. any any blood yeah. at all. It just shows his face, and you're like, okay, well, that kind of neuters that, and yeah. it's not... Anyway, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think younger viewers that aren't jaded as shit as we are would really enjoy this. Um, I think it's a decent date movie. Um, maybe not the best Valentine's movie, but you know, you're hearing this way after Valentine's day anyway. So, yeah. um, I don't think it's doing too great in the box office. What are you talking about? It's only been out one day. Yeah. Um, you gotta give it time, Bryce. The movies of this stature need to marinate. So that's our review of Blumhouse's Fantasy Island. Oh, that was a good one. I like that. So next we have... It came from social media. Yes, it came from social media. To fill the world with terror. To bring you unforgettable suspense. (laughs) What was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures it brought from social media? And what did they want on Earth? 
It came from social media. It's just a part where we read comments from fans or people that reach out to us on social media or leave reviews. You know, big grab bag of of uh, listener participation. It's been yeah. a couple of weeks since we actually recorded an episode. Yeah. So we've got kind of a backlog. And a lot of people reached out, and we always love it. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We'll we'll get messages from anywhere, and yes, we will probably respond to you like thirsty little bitches. Yeah. Oh yeah, because that's what we are. Yeah, we're just we just thirst for that sweet sweet interaction. Oh. First up, and this is a real rare occasion. We have a subreddit uh, called Horror Movie Talk. Um, it took a lot of time to f- come up with a name for it. Yeah. But we uh, we made it. It's r slash horror movie talk, and pretty much the only people on it are us. And yeah. we we love upvoting our own things that we post, and you know doing the uh, field of dreams thing where if you build it, they will come. Somebody really downvoted uh, your video, your quick review video on our subreddit. A couple people, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, because I got there and it was downvoted. The last one? Yeah, I think it ended up being okay. See, I I tried a different thing this time, which was. I reposted it to ah yes to scary movies, mm-hmm. and last I checked, it was up. But doesn't matter. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of posts on scary movies about Valentine's Day at the or about Fantasy Island by yeah. the time I posted. Anyway, so um, user Save Poor Bob was actually one of the first people that's talked to us on our subreddit. And Aside he, from Cotton Hill. And at Cotton Hill, yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's someone else that, like, actually did a post asking us about something a while yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Save Poor Bob, he commented on our post on the Color Out of Space episode, which is out right now with our interview with Tara Westwood. You should check it out. It's a good episode. Um, he said, looking forward to listening. I just recently found y'all's podcast, and I'm really loving your smart dissection and insightful reviews as well as the humor. You guys work really well together, and the audio quality is great. Also, I really like that you don't pull any punches when giving your honest take on a film. Have you considered reviewing The Haunting of Hill House? And I had a, I had a further conversation with him about, like, shows like that. We actually love Haunting of Hill House. We, we've and we've discussed about, about reviewing We've discussed reviewing it. Like, it's like, it's just hard going back back to it i mean we'd have to watch it again because i can't remember enough to like comment on it but he was talking about two examples would be haunting of hill house and uh mariana yeah which were both i mean really good as far as like horror horror shows those those two were better than 90 percent of the movies that we've watched in the last two years yeah for sure and but it's it's just does present an issue because it's like watching a 10-hour movie yeah (laughs) and which is you know, long. <laughs> it really comes down to time. Like, the time that we have for the podcast, like, we f- fill up pretty good. I'm scratching my balls. Yeah, I can see. Oh. I have eyes. Oh, my God. Um, they, they, is it, we're kind of stretched to the limit now, so it's hard, but there might be a way that we could... Yeah, we're we're spitballing Work some ideas out. here. Yeah, uh, one of the ideas like just lazy re- reviews. Lazy reviews. Yeah. If like a movie, like a a second movie comes out in a week that we see but can't do a full review on, just doing a lazy sode where we just kind of talk about it for a while, kind of like we do on the after pod. Very little preparation. 
like a shorter episode where we like eli- like explicitly don't edit it <laughs> yeah <laughs> because that's what takes a ton of time yeah you know um like so i listen to joe rogan pretty pretty regularly and he has his regular show and uh, and then he has the uh, jre mma shows about the mixed martial arts and i just never listen to those really just yeah one i just you know you just label it differently and then um and then you know if people if it's their jam you know then then they listen to it and if they don't they just don't download it so yeah uh, could work so anyways he was he reached out to us thanks for uh commenting save poor bob also, uh, let me get my, my phone. I can't figure out how to pull up messages on Instagram on the desktop. You have to switch it. You actually have to go inspect element or, or uh, yeah, you have to go inspect you, element and then turn it over into a phone, turn your browser into a phone. Yeah, I did that and I still couldn't. There's still like one other step that I couldn't remember. Anyways, um, one comment was... From last episode or the episode before, we talked about comment from poetry and cigarettes, and I have to apologize <laughs> because he reached out the last week and said, wow, that was awesome to hear you mention my message on the latest episode, but I am actually a dude. <laughs> I currently live in Palm Springs, um, We just, but we it just... sure makes my day regardless. Good day to to you too so yeah i we just heard what we wanted to hear i conflated him with another instagram user that i was com- communicating with that is up in seattle ah um so i apologize for for that poetry and cigarettes but you know don't be sexist you you know i mean in this day and age if you know if you're not okay with being either then you're probably a dick right. so yeah i'm just are you calling poetry no, and cigarettes saying, a dick no i'm no no i'm i mean well, how dare you? I don't know. No, I'm just asking. I'm not asking anything. Uh, another. What user, about Mrs. Kitty Hurd? Mrs. Kitty Hurd reached out and said, guys, guys, I just joined Shutter using your promo code and it is so cool. Thanks so much for the freebie. So that offer again is if you use HMT at checkout, you get 30 day free trial instead of seven. She says, I'm catching it says Mrs., so I'm going to assume yeah. that it's a she. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's safe. Or it's Misters. Or let's just say Zimzer. 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 There we go. Uh, Z uh, <laughs> says, thanks so much for the freebie. I'm still catching up on all your episodes. And by now, my kids and husband know your voices because I play you off Google Home while I'm working every day. You're practically family now. Hey! Crying, smiling emoji, crying, smiling emoji. Might be worth explaining. Um, she, I don't know. Should I yeah, read, read the, the words? Yeah. Might be worth explaining that I have complex PTSD, so finding a podcast like yours that makes me laugh and smile so much is pretty amazing. Anyway, you didn't need the, the bio, but thanks for the promo code and the constant company when I'm low, and I'll keep sharing and promoting the crap out of the podcast to anyone who would listen. Hey, and like, yeah, I really appreciate it. There's been a couple listeners hey, baby that... baby doll. Listen, baby doll. We love you. <laughs> yeah. With all our hearts. Yeah. And anything we can do to help, you just let us know. And That's if it's point. if it's uh, making making uh, fools of ourselves, oh hell yeah, I'm all even over the that. Yeah, there's that's not the first listener that's said like we've helped out with mental 
uh, health which issues is, or which just is nice getting, to know because we both them have avoid. a fair share of our own. Right. If you hop on, if you hop onto our Patreon and listen to some of the afterpods, you'll get a, a strong taste of our mental illnesses. Right. Because yeah. uh, we don't we don't let them out so much. I mean, you can you know what we sound like here, but yeah. I mean, we all know life is meaningless and hopeless. Um, but we keep that off of this podcast and and put that on Afterpod. And now you get you know a little <laughs> bit more about Bryce. <laughs> oh, you know, also, life is meaningless. Also, uh, of course, I. Know I'm that. not I the just, only one that knows. that. I just don't let it get to me like you. Uh, what about what K. Mitch said on uh, Apple Podcasts? Uh, K. Mitch left a review on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts which is our favorite place to communicate with yeah. our viewers. Uh, please, please, if you own an Apple product, even if this is your first time listening, if it is, you're probably not listening to this because it's the end of the show and no one ever listens to the end of the show. Um, leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Anyways, Mitch 22 says, This podcast is the best. It's a five-star review, by the way. Um, I didn't care for Hereditary and hated Midsummer, and these guys love them both. I think it says something about this podcast that those were two of my favorite episodes. Even when I don't share their enthusiasm, Bryce and David find a way to make my day. They've even gotten me to watch movies I didn't want to see just so I can listen to their review. Here's to watching Backcountry and being terrified of bears for three weeks. <laughs> Keep it up, guys. Uh, from And signs at Kobe M. I can't shake Backcountry. I really can't. Like, I think about it more often than not just because it's believable. Well, I'll tell you, we're planning a family camping trip to Yellowstone. Because uh. <laughs> Aaron is having a family reunion in the eastern side of idaho which uh -huh. is right right next yeah, to yellowstone yeah. so aaron was like well we're just gonna go camp at yellowstone right yeah. and i'm like oh god damn it god damn it i gotta pack up a fucking van full of camping gear and drive for 12 hours big old big old grizzlies big old grizzlies that so are really really know a lot about people our kids were really really excited until they realized that there's coyotes <laughs> in yellowstone and and we're like no See, this is the experience of being parents of young kids. You're like, no, no, no. That's not that's, what you're scared that's of. That's not what you should be scared of. If There's you... coyotes here. <laughs> There's coyotes that eat cats, like, right next to our house. And then they're like... <gasps> wow. And you scared them shitless, yeah. but they still really don't want to go to Yellowstone because of the coyotes. And he said, no, don't worry. There's grizzly bears. There's the real terror. Grizzly bears, bison. I mean, you know, if we hit the right time in the rut, then elk are really dangerous. Also, there's moose. <laughs> like, all the most deadly things. Yeah. Coy all, coyotes are just little. They also have wolves there. Big packs. Yeah. Coyotes are the least. I mean, they're just going to run away. It's not. They're not going to really nip little kids. Maybe Colin would. Oh yeah, be he'd, little, he'd be tasty. Be tasty, but yeah, really the the grizzlies yeah. have zero fucks and they will eat you. Yeah, and so um, now our kids really don't want to go to Yellowstone, so that's going to be fun. Um, runner Runner on Twitter says, "I am a new fan. I've only been listening for about three months now, but I really like it. If I had to say my favorite horror movie, I would probably be the 1978 original Halloween, with uh, the 2017 It coming in at a close second. Keep up the good work. I, you know, as I've marinated over the last two or three years on the original Halloween, uh, it is, it is." 
interesting to the point of being, you know, such such an obvious classic. Yeah, and so I, so defining for the I, genre. I totally get that it's a classic. It is a quality movie. I appreciate it. I just don't care. It's just, it is That's, a little hard. It's very slow for me. I I just end up it. I'm just not into slashers. Yeah, and it's if you're into slashers, that will be your favorite. Well, I think Texas Chainsaw is by far the best slasher, and and it's inter like I love it. Like it's entertaining and disturbing. Yeah, but I think. I think Halloween underlines the actual fear the most, which is unseen, unknown, like no motive, but he's attacking you with a knife. Like, it's just a person that wants to kill you for no reason. I can't relate to that. You know, I just can't relate to that. I can much more easily relate to the perversion in Texas Chainsaw. Mm, you know, okay. the perversion is terrifying. The The people who are willing to live in a, in a house of... Of murder and and just eat others and like, you know, crap. May do arts and crafts with body parts and that kind of, you know, egg bean kind of stuff. Right. Um, what I do love the 2017 it. Yeah. Last one from Hank. Um, he's at Rubber Kaiju on Twitter. He followed us and I asked him if he was a fan of the podcast and he says I am. I just started listening to you guys through Spotify. My favorite is probably Child's Play 2. I asked him what his favorite movie was. Dude, too. I got to see Child's Play 2. It seems like it's I think that's the one where that ends in the in the toy factory. I think I've I've seen bits and pieces of a lot of Child's Play movies. Yeah. The uh, uh, but uh but I can't say I've actually seen any for all the way through except <clears throat> for the first one and the 2019 one and the 2017 one i feel like child's play 2 is the one where his face is all fucked up yeah it gets melted or something i can't i can't, I can't remember but well, it, i, mean, I do love it. the child's play series we got to get more into child's play yeah and puppet master and puppet master. um and he goes on to say i really appreciate your guys's review of the grudge i really enjoyed the film and felt crazy since i couldn't find a positive review of the movie until you guys yeah so yeah. Everybody and else Tara, is gaslighting you. That's a good movie. Yeah. Tara Westwood also, you know, from the movie, also agreed with us there. There's some sort of group psychosis going on where everybody just decided to hate that film. Yeah. Fantasy Island also got similar Rotten Tomato scores to The Grudge. Not deserving. It's, it's like, I mean, I, I don't know. Horror fans are so fickle. Just go, just post anything to our horror on, on Reddit and you'll understand <sighs> how fickle... And jaded horror fans are. Not just fickle, angry. Yeah. Just hateful and angry. Because there's a... Each one has their own favorite subgenre and hates every other subgenre of horror. Which I can't relate to. And they're just like, fuck you, it's not a slasher, it's not a horror movie. Yeah. Or, fuck you, it doesn't have ghosts. Where's the blood? I need lots of blood. Yeah, th this is dumb because it's because they took time. I'd like to and explored characters. Yeah, <laughs> it's boring. It's the most boringest. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a it's kind of a cesspool. I did look at the at the guy who 
who you were talking about at the start of the episode on on the horror subreddit. Oh who, yeah. Who said? So I posted. Who the, said your fair to middling is as far as interesting, and the other guy in, in, referring uh-huh. to me is just cringe. Yeah. To which I'll own all of that, <laughs> and thank you for your remarks. You're feeding my ego appropriately. Yes. And I appreciate I appreciate you reaching out to us and talking to us. Little do you know, that's exactly what that's, David is going for. That's exactly. Exactly what I'm every time. That's David's lane. Listen to our interview with Tara Westwood. <laughs> like when he turns to me and goes, her, her heel broke. <laughs> and then and then Bryce gets irrationally angry because yeah. he knows I'm trying to annoy him. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you for listening. That's our show for today. Please share the podcast with a friend. It's the only way that we grow trust us we do not have money for advertising and we're too introverted to step out and ask anyone around us to listen to us or leave a review we depend on you the listener to share the podcast with a friend and google to show our podcast on search results and hope that people stumble across yeah it. just just find your friends and be like you're a pervert you'll like this show uh-huh um <laughs> Also, uh, don't forget the offers. Amazon, uh, if you're going to buy anything on Amazon, go to our website, horrormovietalk.com, and click through the button in the banner before you purchase so that we can get a little taste. Check out our Patreon for all the different levels and perks that you can get as a listener to Horror Movie Talk. We're about to record a whole other podcast right after this that's only going on Patreon, so you'll be missing out if you don't join up. And uh, thanks, everyone, to... Um, our listeners that reached out to us on social media and, and all the supporters and all the good words. Thank you to all the people that follow those instructions. <laughs> Make <laughs> sure to check out Dustin Goble at dgobel00. That's at d-g-o-e-b-e-l-0-0 on Instagram. He's the best artist I've ever seen in my entire life. Way better than Hoodie Picasso. And, uh, you know, uh-huh. so just, just check him out. And also, you know, 30, 30 day free trial on Shutter if you check out with HMT. We love you. Bye-bye. 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 obviously an accident. I mean, the boy might have got scared and panicked, right? That could be a logical explanation. So it was one of those fluke accidents we could not have foreseen, and that is all there is to it. I don't know. It was an accident!